All right, today's guest is our first Friday Patreon exclusive, uh, still released on Monday, but uh, is Shane Raw, and Shane is here today to tell us about the power of the mullet and about um, his life up in northern British Columbia. He is a, a oil and gas driller harvester. He works 20 days on, 10 days off. He's a hardworking guy. And um, he teaches us that there's there's discipline and there's uh, integrity in hard work. And he also tells us that being a redneck doesn't mean that you're a bigot or prejudice or, or an idiot. In fact, Shane is a very intelligent guy, as he's going to show us. He just thinks differently than me. I hope you enjoy. Thank you for listening. Uncut, uncensored, and unfiltered. This is an open mind, and you're listening to I'm Probably Wrong About Everything. Okay, we're live. There hey, we go. Thank you, uh, thank you, Shane, for being on the show. I I, I got Wildcat for this event. Perfect. Um, a beer that I don't think I've had since I was 21 years old. So back when you were broke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so here goes. Here's my first Wildcat in uh, 19 years. So Shane, how are you? Uh, how you doing? Not bad, man. You know, been working a fair bit. Uh, I usually work uh, 20 days on, 10 days off. So usually on my days off, I just hang out with the family, do the chores around the house, and you know, that's about it. Relax. So are you are you on the, the, the rigs up north there? I don't necessarily work on the rigs. Once in a while, I'll work beside them. Yeah. Uh, normally, what we do, like when I first got into the patch, I started uh, as an electrician, so an industrial electrician. So I do the calibrations on the, for the wellhead shutdowns, plant maintenance, plant shutdowns. And now I changed industry, and now I do uh, completions. So now I do like the frack flowback, all that. So clean up the wells before they send them in production to the plants. Now that's pretty, uh, like that's pretty intense work that you do. It can be, yeah. You know, I've I've worked around a bit of H two S. You know, uh, not necessarily uh, good things that I've mm. done. Not safety <laughs> regulation. <laughs> not up to not up to par for safety. Um, but yeah, once in a while, you know, you can go to plants where it's severely sour, where if you get one whiff of gas, you're, you're kaput, right? Normally they're pretty on the ball about that kind of stuff. You know, you pack up, you got fresh air, you go into a zone and you're totally safe. You know, you gotta get fit tested every year, uh, always clean shaven, everything like that. Really? So, so this is this growth that you have on your face. Um, That's just day off growth. It's going to be gone tomorrow before I go back to work. <laughs> Man, I, I wish I had that problem. I, I, I could barely grow facial hair. I look like, uh, you know, like I'm 12 trying to start this thing or something. Man, as soon as I shave, I get ID'd everywhere when I got to go buy a package <laughs> or anything like that. So, That's awesome. Yeah. So so how, how old are you? I am 27. 27. Yeah. Wow, that's that's a that's a good age. You you got life figured out, man. You got life. Oh man, out. I jump on the trampoline with a kid, and I'm sore after. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's catching up. Yeah. How, how old's your? You have a a daughter, right? I, I have a daughter. Yeah, she she's yeah. turning four in May. So actually, wow. near the end of May, she's turning four. Yeah, and then I actually have another kid on the way too. Uh, due September eighth, a, a little Congrats. boy. Congrats! Oh, you know it. You know it's a boy. Yeah, we found out. We couldn't wait. <laughs> wow. Congrats, yeah. man. You, you got the whole package. I mean, you got a boy I mean, and a One girl. boy, one girl. That doesn't happen often, but it's a, it's a yeah. blessing. That's for sure, yeah. That's awesome. Do you, do you have a name picked out for uh, for the boy? I believe we're going to go with Lincoln. Lincoln? Yeah. Any any significance to that? Uh, Not really. Just like the name. Very strong yeah. name in my – that me and the wife think it's a very strong name. So uh, yeah. the middle name is going to be Otto. So O-T-T-O after my uh, Hungarian grandfather there. Okay. And then the last name Raw that you have to spell to everybody. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Is that actually your last name? Yeah, hundred percent, man. Wow. Yeah. You are a legend, my friend. I mean, uh, I, I I thought that was a pseudonym, but no, man, just Raw R E W, and I say how... it. How? 
That is that is incredibly uh, uh, suiting. I for whatever reason I thought it was savage. No, at no. first, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So okay, the reason I wanted you to to come on the show here is you have an incredible uh, mullet, amazing, Thanks. yeah, beautiful. Like you should be a mullet model. I don't know <laughs> if that's a thing, and and <laughs> and mullets are making a comeback. They are, yeah. So. What now? Now I actually want to talk about the history of mullets, but what made you? Because obviously you weren't, you know, maybe Lincoln will be born with a beautiful uh, mane like that, but you weren't born with that head of hair. What made uh, you? Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, I, I was going to say, what made you do that? Me, I don't know. I just, I'm not necessarily like I'm a very polite person. But I can, you know, I can blow up pretty good. I, I don't mind right. swearing. I'm very, yeah. um, I don't know. If it isn't my way, I don't fucking like it kind of thing. Yeah. The mullet, it's just kind of like, uh, you know, it stands out. Not that I really care about standing out. I don't care about the attention. I don't care about people looking at me. Mm-hmm. My biggest thing is just, uh, you know, I don't give a fuck. And it kind of suits my my style and Right, you know the the wife likes it. She got me to permit there a fucking half a month ago, and you know she 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 loves it. She loves when I got the long sideburns, you know the fucking gross mustache, the beard. She loves it all. So I, you know, it's as long as the wife's happy, I'm good with it, man. That's, I mean, like spoken like like a man who truly understands the world, you know. Oh, exactly. It's... You know, I I go out and I work with my fucking hands and I cut wood. And... That's awesome. <laughs> so were you? Were you born in Fort St. John? No. So I was actually born in Kamloops. And then my dad ended up moving us up here when I was about three years old mm-hmm. because uh, he used to do a lot in Kamloops for car audio, uh, car electrical, everything like that. But uh, it just wasn't paying enough to live in Kamloops, right? There's a reason why they call it the broken noggin. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he moved us up to Fort St. John to uh, pursue a career in being an electrician. So he's actually a Red Seal electrician. And uh, he wanted to move us up here to, you know, make life a little easier. It started out rough. You know, we didn't have all the money in, in the bank. So ate KD a couple times, you know. Right. Lived a, not saying it was, not saying it was a very comfortable upbringing here. My parents right. did everything they can. And that's all you can, that's all you can say, right? And they did a great job. And I'd like to say to me and my brother, we grew up right. And so we moved up here when I was three. So we've been here for the last 24 years. And I've uh, so pretty much born in Kamloops, raised here. Right, right. Yeah. And and I imagine it's a very different way of life in Fort St. John than where I am in Surrey. Yeah. Which it's, is, it's uh, like, it's, every hour is rush hour here. Yeah, no, here, you know, you got your typical five o'clock rush hour when everybody's off work. But honestly, from four or three o'clock in the morning to about nine, that's our rush hour because everybody's in the... You know, everybody's in their trucks on their way to work, right? Because some people go drive two, three hours to the site and do their shit and come back, right? So uh, they say the most dangerous part of our job is traveling the highway to work. And honestly, it, it is. There's been a lot of accidents, a lot of bad accidents on this highway, the Alaska Highway, just going to work because everybody's in a hurry because, uh, you know, time is money. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, it's tough to be... Like you're working in camp, you you have this physical job, but you have a family, right? And being yeah. away from them for for a significant. I mean, I I work during the day, right? And then I come back, and you know, it's you miss your family. So you I do. imagine being away from them for I guess is it like two weeks? You're saying I'm on shift for twenty days in camp, ten days home. Yeah. So it's it's not a bad shift, it's not a bad rotation, but yeah, it it, it gets hard, right? You know, it's uh, the hardest part about it's leaving, and then you know like the child being upset for a while and missing her dad and you know calling and she's upset because i'm not around and the biggest thing too is i'm missing i'm practically missing her grow up right yeah well four years old i mean you know like all these all these milestones right i mean yeah you could leave come back and she's learned a completely new you know she could be walking kind of thing yeah I, I, I hope you haven't missed that, you know, those. I things. didn't miss her walking, but I missed some other That's... things. You know, I'll come home and she'll look at me and she'll say something. I'm like, where the fuck did you learn that? <laughs> you know, stuff like that. But, yeah. You know, uh, awesome. a lot of the milestones, I'm pretty good. So like on her birthday, I always make sure I'm home for her birthday. I'm always mm-hmm. home for Christmas. I will, mm-hmm. I'll leave work early if I have to. And if they don't like it, then I'll just, 
I'll leave. You know, I'm not going to miss my child's life because you guys deserve, because you guys think that I need to make you more money. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're working for somebody. And, exactly. and I, th- I think in, in, you know, believe it or not, the mullet and yourself, you have important lessons to teach everybody, you know, because we live in a society that I think is becoming a little too soft. Agreed. hundred percent. Right. And, and, and to have firm boundaries as difficult as that may be sometimes is necessary for your own mental well-being. Agreed. Yeah. So now I, I know we kind of touched on this, but I want to talk about the power of the mullet and the history of it. So what me you you got the mullet because you like that it's you're you're not a flashy person, but you just like the way it kind of looks, right? Yeah. But what does the mullet say? Say what you want, I don't give a shit. <laughs> If I gave a shit, yeah. I wouldn't have a mullet. <laughs> that is an excellent point. Yeah. Like, honestly, I walk into I walk into places and people will look at me and they'll snicker and shit. And I've gotten a haircut and people were in the background giggling and I'd get up and they were giving me the most disgusting look. Right. And I literally looked at her and I smiled and I said, fucking awesome, isn't it? <laughs> and I walked out. So, you know, it's, it's kind of like, a, it's almost like a symbol of, you don't really give a shit what anybody has to say about you. You know, I'm just out here doing me, and I, I would hope everybody else would, be, would do the same thing, you know? Right. Because we care too much. We do. 100%. We do. Everybody always has something to say, and the biggest thing about it, too, is I feel like the internet gives everybody an opinion, mm-hmm. a public opinion, and, you know, opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one, but I don't want to see it, and I don't want to hear it, <laughs> Right. Yeah, so. fair enough. And and we definitely do. We we think that our opinion is holier than that. Which is again, I've said this before. Yeah. That's the reason why I started this show. Is you know I'm probably wrong about everything. And if you have that mindset, you're actually gonna enjoy life a lot more. Like oh, yeah. you know, wait a minute. I don't have to pretend like I know what's happening here. I can exactly. admit that you know, this is you're not following society's guidelines. You know, right. Right. Yeah. Why is why is society like that? Like, why does it want us to fall in line? Honestly, I think the answer is, is evident. But anyway, oh, yeah. I think it's the I think the biggest thing is the internet. You know, all these trends. Mm. Like, you go back to the eighties and nineties, man. They had the craziest fucking hairstyles. Everybody kind of did best what they music, want. and the best music. They had the best rock. They had the best fucking techno. You know, everybody seemed to be in a good mood, and really, the world almost seemed to be. Like, from today's standpoint, it almost seemed to be in a harder place. It was in a shittier time. You know, the, mm. it wasn't as fun. But if you look at it now, everybody back then, like, they, there was no social media. You wanted to see your friends, you know, you call them up on a fucking wired phone, and half the generation now doesn't know anything about that. Right. You call them up and, hey, meet me at this lamppost at, you know, fucking 1 o'clock <laughs> kind of right, thing, right? right? There were... People didn't really have a place to show off themselves and to feel like they're nothing without uh, other people saying something about it or mm. giving them a like, you know, they're not living off of notifications mm. or nothing like that. They just kind of did what they wanted. Hmm. Well, I mean, we talk about in psychology conditioning, right? And yeah. uh, it's like if you flip the switch, the light goes on. Yeah. And the internet or our cell phones are a lot like that. You hear that ding and our, I'm sure that a part of our brain lights up and we're getting that dopamine kick Yeah, because we could be completely consumed by those things. I mean, oh, I'm, yeah. I, I'm just as guilty. Yeah. But for yourself, you've kind of embraced the power of the internet. You have your Instagram account, Mr. Dirty North, and, uh, and you show off some of your mullet modeling on there. I mean, how yeah, has yeah. that... How has that played a factor in 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 spreading this message of the mullet? Um, honestly, that kind of stuff is more of just like a a fun thing for me because my friends they honestly all just they're they're surprised when I don't do shit like that, you know? <laughs> yes. So yeah. it's I'm not even really looking for like big following, nothing like that. It's mm-hmm. more of just me being myself and having fun and be like, hey, look at this fucking idiot. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. That's yeah, that's pretty much it. 
and and the fact that you know, hey, look at this guy. But you, yeah. like you say, you do not give a shit. No, you're like this is who I am, and if you have a fucking problem, uh, well, you yeah. have a problem, right? Yeah, you got a problem. Fuck, kick rocks, man. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so now, was it inspired? What What would you say inspired the the renaissance of the mullet the most? Was it Fubar? Fuck yeah, I, I, I followed Fubar pretty good. That's uh, yeah. it's definitely up there. You know the. Uh, the redneck, the, you know, um, it's just really like kind of like the, well, I guess it'd be more like a somewhat mixed in with like punk rock shit like that, you know, just the whole, the whole style of, you know, this is me and take it as it is, or, you know, fucking mind your own business kind of thing. While it is kind of satirical, the mullet, like it's, it's obviously, it's like I'm fun and there's this sort of like haha around it. Yeah. There is, there is an element of, um, I interviewed somebody about Rasta, Rastafari and dreadlocks yeah. are like really significant in, in that community. And it's sort of like a sign of, of understanding of that belief system. Yeah. And I kind of almost wonder if the mullet, obviously not the same, but is comparable to that sort of Zen like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to drink Pabst. You know, this is, this is it. And I'm fine with it. That's kind of what I equate the mullet to. Yeah. You being okay with being white trash, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's no. being okay with being yourself. Honestly, it's like people that have like the biggest Mohawks or like the, you know, the big nasty chops, which I've, mm. I've done, <laughs> you know, a big nasty chin strap, like shit like that. It's just, you know, it's this, this is kind of what I want to do. And, you know, it works just so well with the redneckery and the beer drinking. Why not? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. And, uh, well, so when I was doing a little bit of research on the, on the mullet, it turns out, like, I was trying to find when's the first mullet that ever came to be. Yeah. And apparently the Greek god Apollo, who is the god of uh, music and light and prophecy and all this other shit, he rocked a mullet. Which I think is like okay, all right, and then and then I I go forward, and the the indigenous peoples of Britain, yeah. they had mullets, and the and the yeah. reason why, and they called the they called it a a hunic, a hunic uh, dress or something. That was the name of the hair. But I turned I changed it into hunic flow, which I think is poetic. That <laughs> sounds a lot better. Uh, yeah, but but they had it because they could see from the you know. The hair wasn't in their eyes, yeah. but on the back, it would keep them warm. So that's the yeah. function of the mullet, which I was yeah. like, okay. Is this true? Does it keep your neck warm? It is a good neck warmer. <laughs> my, my, my neck is always warm. Now, now here's, here's the other thing about uh, the mullet is that in the day and age of inclusivity and, uh, you know, sort of gender, like what is masculine, what is feminine? It does describe it as it's it it is sort of like it's weird because it could it is gender neutral, yeah. But for yourself, it's entirely masculine. Like it's a weird amoeba, the mullet haircut. Yeah, it's. I feel like it's kind of the way you wear it. You know, mm. I've noticed with the females that have the mullets, you know, they'll have the longer sides, but it's not actual facial hair. It's just they keep their sides a little longer. Right. Uh, normally, they'll have a little bit of you know, maybe hang down in the front unless they're that extreme. They fucking buzz it right off, you know, but the way I rock mine, yeah, I feel like it is a little bit more manly, you know? Yes. You know, I, I, I agree. I agree. Well, yeah. I've, I mean, fuck You, you epitomize masculinity. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even fucking around because think about it. You, you, you to not care is the true, is a purest sense of freedom. Yeah, it is. Honestly, it's, you know, I, a lot of the people I hang out with are the exact same way. You know, like mm-hmm. I've always had, I have flashy friends. I got friends that, you know, they're mechanics. They walk around in fucking overalls all day that they cut the sleeves off of because, you know, their fucking coveralls are so goddamn dirty, but they're hot. So they just cut the fucking sleeves off of the night. <laughs> you know, and then I also got, you know, a couple other friends that are pretty redneckery. They go hunting, you know, they fucking go mud bogging and everything like that. And, I kind of have a friend in every so every little social circle, and it kind of works out because you know it's uh, that's you you are who you put yourself around, right? Mm. So if if you're one to not give a shit, normally you're going to start hanging around to the people that don't give a shit. I think 
You're, you're, you're drawn to them. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so you're saying that you're kind of friends with everybody, but the one that obviously you're drawn most to is this, this, you know, do, do they all rock mullets? Um, I don't really think I have any other uh, friends that actually rock mullets, to be honest. I feel like I kind of have the only actual one. I got a friend with really long hair, my buddy Nigel. He's got pretty long fucking hair, and he's had his halfway down his back before. But he's never got a cut into the mullet, I don't think. <laughs> so, okay. Now, now, I am looking at it, too. And I was reading up on somebody. They said Magda Rizyko, who apparently is a get this, she writes about mullets for like a fashion magazine. And she said that the mullet is perfect for Zoom calls because it's obviously business at the front. You know, you're ready for your Zoom call. But then at the back, you can just, it's like, you're good to go. 100%, man. Like, look at this. (laughs) You know, the ponytail. Exactly. Apparently, Neil Pert is the first person in the rock and roll community to have rocked the mullet, Fuck yeah. and the and the rat tail. There you go. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he was he was a revolutionary. Here's here's another fun fact about the mullet is that literally mullets are illegal in Iran. They're they're banned. Really? Mullets. Are, are they just mullets? There's a long hair in jet watch. No, I guess they are. They're allowed long hair. No yeah. shit. Yeah, mullets are illegal. So mullets are revolutionary. They don't know how to party. <laughs> here's and here's the reason why is they view in Iran the government views it as a decadent Western cut. Really? D- yeah, get that decadent Western cut. So like, it's a perfect Western cut. <laughs> <laughs> Bad, yeah, it's the dessert of haircuts. <laughs> I- <laughs> I, I yeah or, or or the zenith right yeah but it's kind of like it's kind of like remember ed hardy i this is probably how they view it yeah. remember ed hardy pants and it was like yeah. oh fuck really yeah that's how the mullet is seen you know yeah. it's seen as so blatantly free <laughs> yeah well yeah 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 but it's fucking anything you want to call it man yeah yeah but that's yeah that's that's awesome so and this kind of segues into that, like some cultures view it as, you know, decadent, over the top, this and that. And you talk about being a redneck. And I think that in society, being a redneck is is really misunderstood. It is, 100%. So tell us a little bit about what a redneck is. Because so I literally, I, I got my neck burned today. I mean, I'm literally a redneck right now. <laughs> Shit out of mullet, man. You wouldn't go. I know. <laughs> fuck. I said I got this, and I I, I look like a far more extreme. Person. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. In, in my eyes, a redneck would almost be like uh, you know, somebody that enjoys and isn't scared of getting dirty, isn't scared of pulling wrenches, isn't scared of uh, you know, going out to the bush. You know, you're not scared of getting bit by an animal. You're not. You're not worried about society's agenda. You know, I could give a shit about what our great and almighty leader has to say because at the same day, I'm going to keep on doing what I want to do and he's going to keep taking as much money as he wants out of my paycheck. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I go out and I get muddy. When shit breaks, I fix it with zip ties and electrical tape to get home. You know, shit like that. Um, you know, and I, I want to grow I want to raise my daughter the same way, you know, not be scared of life. You know, be willing to try something. Don't say you don't like something until you at least try it once. Um, and don't be afraid to get dirty, man. You know, I'm, yeah. even walking down the road, people yell at their kids for trying to jump into a puddle. And honestly, my kids fucking fly at it, man. Drink some if you want. Work on that immunity system, <laughs> you know. And uh, yeah, so she's she's happy, and that's honestly what I think about rednecks. Mm. I, I I do think okay, so here's 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 the, the criticism they say of rednecks is that to be a redneck is like apparently that means you're racist. Not at all. Right. Not at all. Yeah. I no, that is the farthest thing. I have friends that are black, I have indigenous friends, I have friends of all cultures, and you know what, they all look at me like I'm a stand up guy, I believe, and you know, they 
they they look at me like I could never do harm to them. You know what mm. I mean? And you know, I've never said a racial slur to any one of them. Um, I'm very I'm very down to earth. You know, I believe that racism is a thing, and it is it's there for sure. But you know, no, <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't think that redneck. Re- yeah. like, of course, you're gonna have bad apples, but you can't sit yeah. there. You, you can't poison the whole barrel of apples because of a couple bad ones, right? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. oh, and that's like anything, right? I, I think in, in, in any culture, because redneck is a culture, it's uh, people try, they try to understand it through hasty generalizations. Yeah. You know, you're always going to, like you say, have bad apples in any group to exactly. say that they're all good apples is a form of prejudice. It's full of, that's full of fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's a total fucking blatant lie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, the other thing about being a redneck too, is that there, there is truly almost these Buddhist elements. I mean, we look at how some people live and they're stressed out all the time. They're worried about impressing their friends. They're worried about, you know, buying a crazy vacation. Whereas my understanding of a redneck, and I would say I classify as one cause I hunt, I yeah. fish, you know, I got it. I, I'll send you a picture of the whitetail I got this season. Fuck yeah. Anyways, yeah. Well, I sure as shit ain't a vegan. I'll say that. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, fuck them. They're, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I agree, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Plants have feelings too. Don't give exactly. me that shit. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's freedom there. And I think that where I live, I see a lot of constraints. Whereas for yourself, it's like you could go hunting, you could go fishing. Right. Yeah, That's it's like happening. a Zen place. Yeah, it's open season. You know, we got a lot of beautiful uh, area. You know, we got the Peace River right there. That's a fucking ten minute drive from my home. You know, I could go down there, hike down to a little fucking spot, and start fishing. You know, stuff like that. Like it's, it's a, uh, it's definitely a little different than the city folk uh, claim to believe. And the biggest thing about Fort Saint John too is right now we actually have the Sightsee Dam being built, and uh, a lot of people. It's kind of a catch twenty two. A lot of people are against the, the Sightsee Dam. Right, which you know, I understand. You know, they they believe that uh, it's it's ruining the this ecosystem and everything like that. Uh, they're diverting river, I believe, so that the ecosystem can keep on going. And then at the same time, too, the same people that are complaining about that and complaining about the oil and gas system and you know all of that are the same ones that want to go all electric. Okay, that's fine. I agree. We need. I agree. Totally agree. We need to find another way to continue on in the world the only problem with that mostly everything in your home is built on oil-based products yes um wind turbines have oil in them because there's friction so you need lubrication uh dams need to be built to make the electrical or the electricity to you know subsidize all of the electrical vehicles that you guys want to push and at the same time our power grids actually couldn't handle everybody having an electrical vehicle and when we do get the power grid, that will help that. There's just it's there's not enough power going through the power lines right now that are going to be able to help with the the power grid, right? You got you have to upgrade every home's power supply just to help with charging your electrical vehicle. It's uh, the the average home power supply is not going to charge an electrical vehicle. It just wouldn't do it. So you need these dams, you need these wind turbines just to create enough electricity and then in the long run you still need to upgrade every single electrical grid just to be able to you know be able to do this exactly i feel like you're almost providing uh stock insight here into you know the future of economics because you're right we all think that it's going to happen like that the clothing you wear has oil in it petroleum the laptop or phone everybody's watching on right now it's made out of oil wow so, so oil, the oil industry will go on forever. I would say it's, it'll, it'll, oil will be a base in everything we do for probably the rest of humanitarian time. I, I'm, I would think, yes, yeah. it's going to have something to do with the rest of at least our generation, hundred percent. Well, I, I, I even think about, um, and you're mentioning electric cars and Tesla and Elon Musk, he, he's very much into, uh, you know, spacecraft and all that yeah. stuff. And for those, do you think those jets are going to shoot themselves out of the stratosphere on electricity? 
You know what? Fuck. That would, yeah, that would be extreme. Elon Musk is a fucking genius. Mm. But at the same time, like, uh, for the weight to power ratio that you're going to get out of an electrical motor compared with batteries, like, if you, batteries are crazy heavy, you know, lithium mines aren't crazy clean, and everyone's, you know, pushing for lithium batteries. Right now, that's the best kind of battery that's on the available market is lithium. And lithium mines are dirty as fuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Even like with the recycling of the batteries, it's not clean, it's dirty. Um, so honestly, I don't think that you're going to get a very good battery powered rocket. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Long and short that. of it. I, I, I love how you're able to tie in that green energy is not necessarily clean energy. It's the not. harvesting of these lithium batteries is horrible. It is. And it's, you know, I, I don't want to take a fucking total 90 degree turn here, but it's the same thing with fucking vegans and their goddamn vegetables. Yeah. You know, it's, it takes yeah. diesel to produce these vegetables because what are you going to pull them out of the ground with? You know, you get, you're growing that much vegetables. You're going to have a diesel powered tractor. You know, you're, you're flattening trees and you're getting rid of an ecosystem to plant your shit. Right. So you're still using oil-based products. You're still getting rid of wildlife. Like, what about the fucking squirrel that lived in that tree, Karen? You know, <laughs> he lost his fucking home. You know, just so you can plant your fucking lettuce. Yeah. It, it, I, I, you know, it's awesome that people want to sit there and feel like they're doing better for the world. But at the same time, mm. you got to open up your eyes and realize nothing that humans are doing on this world is going to help it. Everything we do, just us being here, even if we went back to old times, we're still not doing anything. We're still not doing it any good. What well, a friend of mine has equated us to H1N1. What do you mean? Oh yeah, like like a bacteria that's spreading yeah. across this earth. Like, and then, but then you think about it, and and you know, we we have kids, and fuck, man, like I have never seen anything like that that I love that much. No, I I, I hope that everybody in the world doesn't necessarily have to be a kid. Maybe you like draw a picture and it's like the greatest picture of all time. And that gives you your great joy. But anyways, I hope that everybody can experience joy. Cause that's really what it is. Like when you look at your kid, you're like, fuck, this is awesome. Like she nurpled me before I got on the call here and nobody touches my nipple. And (laughs) I was like, yeah, like, like it's that. And then that's love. Yeah. Believe it or not, somehow this fucking ties into mullets. But yeah. mullets, kind of like dreadlocks and Rastafari, their real premise is just about spread joy around the world. And yeah. what the fuck else does a mullet do but spread joy? I know that's honestly it. Even if you hate it, you fucking love it. Because exactly, you hate to love by, it. Exactly, you hate to love it because I walk by and you get a giggle out of it. You know? Yeah. Like goddamn, that is one greasy motherfucker. <laughs> like fucking rock on, man. <laughs> I can't believe I used to love this beer. Like it's like a fucking malt liquor. <laughs> dude, it's like I might as well be drinking Colt 45. But I yeah. you know what, man, when I was 21, I don't know. I I don't know about you in your 20s, but like this was my beer and I threw a, a frat party for my 21st birthday and I got three kegs. And uh they're like, "What do you want?" I'm like, "Is there any way?" I say to the guy, "Is there any way that you can do two kegs of Wildcat?" And the guy's like, are you fucking crazy? Like, <laughs> do you know what that's going to do to people? Like three kegs? No, two. I got two. And then the other one was like a honey lager. And it was fucking yeah. disgusting because it was that you brew stuff. <laughs> Anyways, so I don't know which one's which because they don't, they don't like, it's like, it's like, uh, you know, street rental liquor. Cans. Yeah, it's rental cans and it's yeah. like made in some guy's basement. Yeah. So tap the keg, beer everywhere. People start showing up. Uh, you know, it was like, it was like $1,200 and a $600 damage deposit fee to rent this place. And I had a DJ, all this crazy shit. You would have had a great time. Trust me. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I tapped the keg and, fi- and I, I, I drink this one cause we had two going at a time. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck one is, which turns out I tapped both the wildcat ones at the same nice. time. People yeah. were rinsed. Just fucking just, just rent. Needless to say, I didn't get my damage deposit. Like, I called the lady the next day and I'm like, uh, yeah, so how was it? She's like, did you see the washroom? They fucking put five fists, 
like I didn't get it back. The toilet, they took, they, they like, they fucked the toilet up. They pulled out, they do AA meetings there, which I'm like, Ugh. and they like, they, yeah. they had it upside down. And oh man, it was, yeah. And when I went back to get my shit, there was like a dog class going on and there's beer everywhere. Just fucking stunk like puking hard. Oh, oh, it was bad. It was bad. So I still do an eviction party. Oh man, it was great. It was great. It was one of the best parties I've ever thrown. Yeah. 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 So now where, where, where you live, are you like, do you host the parties or are you still wildcat or what? Um, you know, ever since I became a dad, I've kind of slowed down on the partying once in a while. I'll Mm. get out there and I'll let a little loose, you know, the old lady will get sick of me and she'll say, go fucking do something. (laughs) That's, that's kind of my, that's kind of my, uh, get out of jail free card there. Yeah. Um, I'll go over to a buddy's place and I'll let loose pretty good. You know, I'll fucking walk up with a two, four, uh, Bud Light or Old Millie. I like Old Milwaukee. And I'll yeah. just fucking let her go. I've ha- I have thrown a fucking pretty good rager in my dad's shop one time. You know, I got my, my dad, my mom, and uh, my dad got a buddy over just for fucking, you know, crowd control kind of thing. And my mom right. ended up getting fucking stoned and brought <laughs> a bunch of fucking cooked pizzas and shit out. And turns out a bunch of drunk kids really love fucking pizza. And I was like, no, we don't need fucking pizza. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it'll help everybody stay a little bit more sober. Well, yeah, yes. you know, I, I have thrown a couple parties, and you know, they turned into it, you know a fucking one one big garage. We ended up fitting a hundred fucking plus kids in, so mm. you know, I had a big ass sound system and a shit ton of lights in there, and it was pretty fun. But I've thrown a couple parties, but normally I'm just the party goer. I don't like fucking my own shit up. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I used to I used to own the party house, and uh, I called it the uh the liquor hacienda oh there you go fuck yeah. yeah yeah people would like like i would i would not even be this is the extent of it shane i would not even be partying that night because for once in my life i'd give my liver a break during that yeah night. and fucking people just show up at my house <laughs> they're like it's rob here and they're like i'm like yeah man i'm trying to watch monsters inc like what the fuck do you want <laughs> They're like, oh man, they're yeah, and uh, we got nowhere else to drink, man. Yeah, yeah, well, because <laughs> oh, if I, yeah, there was never, there was always like lone soldier beers in my house. Yeah. I think at one time I had like every shit beer I'd bush, oh, yeah. Bud Light, uh, Old Milwaukee, the the dirty lady, and like you know, I, I had all the shit beer in my house. I'm like, I don't want any of this right now, but oh, I'll yeah. have all of it. Yeah, exactly. It's great. So I'll fucking take it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's so, kind you of know, the, that's the best and worst part from cleaning up of a party is the free liquor, but you got to clean oh. up every other fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah. You now now if I I don't know if you're allowed to talk about this on record, but what I've gotten into is more of like uh the green liquor, marijuana. Yeah. I because, I used to be quite the fucking pothead for sure. <laughs> I would smoke a fucking at least an ounce every three or four days, you know, yeah. and I'd straight bong it the whole fucking way. I smoke myself <laughs> fucking retarded. <laughs> like, I feel like I probably lost about 30 years on my fucking brain with the cells just because of how much weed I fucking smoked, you know? Okay, but this is where I'm going to go with this because when you, like, okay, yes, you have this easy-go-lucky, you know, appearance, but you're you're an incredibly intelligent person. I'd like to think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but like in a way that it's not like a pretentious. I'm so intelligent. Look at yeah. the books. I look at the like. Fuck. I sometimes wonder about the bookcase behind me. It's like, yeah, it's you know, I haven't weird. read any of those books, right? <laughs> for sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> so where did you where did you get the knowledge that you have? Honestly, a lot of it came down to uh, my dad. Uh, he's a very down to earth guy and you know, like, don't get me wrong. He wasn't, uh, he wasn't very liberal when I was growing up. You know, if I fucked up or if I disrespected my mom, I got a whap upside the head and you know, yeah. at the time you hated for it. But once you once you grow up, he's one of my best friends. You know, I talked to my dad about a lot of things and if you know, something's going on in life and I feel like I can't talk to anybody else, I call my dad and he'll tell me how it is, you know, smart the fuck up, get your shit together, you know, everything like that. And honestly, it's it's worked out pretty heavily in my life he's uh he's taught me a lot of things you know he never let me go out somewhere without knowing at least a little bit about it i guess Mm -hmm. um i've 
been driving a vehicle since I was like five years old. You know, I used to sit on his lap and run the steering wheel for him out in, you know, like the coolies and out of town when I was 12. I got his first car that he bought when he was 19, just so I could know how to drive. And at 12, he's like, yep, yeah, you get insurance. You know, I'll take you out of town and you can drive it. So on my fucking, I got a job at McDonald's when I was 12 years old, cleaning up puke mm-hmm. and spilled pops in the lobby because, uh, you know, I wanted insurance for my car. And, you know, if you want nice clothes, you want those nice clothes all your friends have, you know, uh, go get a job and buy them for yourself because, you know, I'm not always going to be here and you better learn how to, you know, self-sustained kind of thing right right so when you're a kid it seems a little rough and it kind of feels like you know you're getting bullied but at the same time it's you're setting yourself up for fucking disaster right like when failure and shit does hit you're not going to sit there and freak out about it you're going to be very calm and collected and understand it's only a momentary thing Mm. and uh you know when i when i wouldn't understand stuff uh especially with like education wise and uh, stuff like that. I would ask my dad, and he'd try and explain it in a different way. And mm. uh, I've always just looked at stuff in a different way and a lot more out of the box, down to earth kind of way. I understand there's an, argument, there's an argument for every argument. But at the same time, you know, it's, I understand that you want to do this, but this is my take on it, you know? Right. Yeah. So, Have you, have you ever read the book Shop Class for the Soul? I have not, no. Okay, man. I, I, I mean, you know, I, I don't think you'd have to read it, but for some people, like, we can intellectualize things. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, oh, you like working on your car? Like, you're so, you know, lesser than. Yeah. And really, the ability to see a problem and solve it is such a rewarding thing. It is hundred percent. I could totally agree with that. Yeah. So. What are like like you've you've touched on some of the many virtues of the mullet and the redneck, which so Rastafari, right? Kind of here's my connection again. That and the hairstyle of that is the dreadlock. Yeah. Redneck, the hairstyle of that is the mullet. Yes, hundred percent. Wow. Sorry, I just drew a connection there. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Right. I feel like the mullet is the redneckery, you know, because. Uh... Rednecks are some of the most humble people you ever meet. You know, if you're yes. hungry, they'll fucking feed you. If you, they'll take the shirt off their own fucking back if you're cold and starving, right? Like it's, mm. people like to judge them and like to put them down a lot. But at the same time, you know, I, I like helping people, you know, on the Christmas day, I went to just as for an example, uh, once in a while, I like to do a do good thing, you know, like I'll see a homeless person. And one time it was Christmas morning and it was like, I think I, did, I don't think it was too cold. I think it was only about minus 20 or so, so it wasn't crazy cold. Uh, it was snowing like a motherfucker, and, you know, I'm driving to Tim Hortons to get coffee for the family because it's Christmas morning, and I see a homeless guy just walking up the road. And so, I, you know, I fucking – I didn't see him until after I got everything, right? So I had to turn back and go back. But when I did see him, you know, I pulled over, and, you know, here's a here's a fresh coffee. Here's a fucking hot breakfast, you know, Merry Christmas. Like, yeah. I don't hope you find somewhere warm to stay you know everything like that right so the the whole thing about rednecks being racist and rude and um you know anti-everything the only reason that comes along that way is because you know we don't like getting told what to do and we like doing things our own way and you know it's i'm not saying that there's only uh there's multiple ways to skin a cat let's just say um You know, I don't, I don't necessarily like getting told what to do either. But at the same time, you know, it's I'll sit there and I'll fucking bend over backwards to help you and make sure that you're healthy and happy as well. You know, I've, it's the same with a family man. You would understand. You know, we we abuse our bodies. We go to we go to work, and you know, we deal with a lot of stress on our shoulders to make sure our families are healthy and fed and warm, right? So it's uh, the same thing with the redneck scenario. Nine out of ten times, you're on a back row and you fucking pass a redneck and you're in trouble. They'll stop and help you and make sure you're good before they're good, right? Well, would you say the the redneck kind of way of life, at least in British Columbia or Canada or, or whatever, would you say that that's increasing as a culture or is it decreasing? Honestly, that's hard to say because... Uh, you know, I don't get across Canada much. I go to Alberta quite often because I got some family that lives there. And uh, I definitely know within the oil and gas areas of Canada, like the northern BC and the, you know, the 
the Alberta, like around Edmonton, Grand Prairie area, everything like that. I feel like it's definitely, you know, it's definitely strong and thriving um, because the, the patch is honestly a different breed of place anyways because right. you, know, you got to have thick fucking skin and you got to be able to get yelled at without fucking sitting there and breaking down and crying, right? <laughs> yeah. But, For real, though. Yeah, 100%, man. Like, I've seen people walk off the fucking site because they got yelled at. And honestly, the worst part about it is everybody there laughs after you walk off. <laughs> Nobody right. fucking cares, right? Um, but, yeah, I think it is. I think it's it's kind of there and it's kind of not. I think a lot of the problem is is that the, the mullet and everything like that is becoming a fashion statement. Right. You know, and the redneck culture is becoming more of a fashion statement. So you got like, uh, you got a city kid that's starting to embrace that because he thinks that's the next fucking trend. And he's sitting there driving his mom's fucking Toyota Corolla. It's <laughs> a hybrid. You right. know, <laughs> like I'm not saying, you know, drive a fucking gas buzzer, you drive what you can afford 100%. But, you know, he's got, he's driving around with a, his mom's fucking car trying to act like he's yeah. a redneck and he lives on concrete jungle. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's never worked a day in his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, no. man, such a such another another great connection is that you can have this sort of uh, um, appropriation of you know Bob Marley, right? People who love Bob Marley, and it's like, okay, name like two fucking songs, and they're like, yeah, and they're oh, two, oh, the one songs. about it's always sunny. Oh, you mean Three yeah. Birds? Like you don't yeah. know what the fuck you're talking about? They're gonna name the same and, three fucking songs every time. Exactly. So. Yeah. You're saying the same thing about redneck and mullet culture is that people can appropriate the the virtues and the values of it. Yeah. You know, not embody those traits, but just kind of use it because it's it's a fad. Yeah, exactly. They're just going to use it to their own benefit to, and once again, gain followers and gain uh, social media attention because now they're looking at themselves as different, right? They're, well, I'm not going to follow the same rule of thumb as you guys. But at the same time, it's like, dude, you're clearly fucking, you know, you get pampered. Yeah, yes. you know, you're sensitive. You won't have fucking grease under your fingernails within the next 20 minutes and guarantee fucking it. You know, that kind of that kind of way. And 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 to your point, I mean, this really is a problem. And I'm not I'm not even just I'm not trying to bait you here, by the way. Yeah. But I do think that as a society, we are becoming way too sensitive. Let me let me give you an example so I I don't set you up. But the other day I work in the school system and uh I I, I had to get white out. Um, you know, like like white out yeah. the little the sticky one. Yeah, uh, I'm like yes. yeah, it's like <laughs> tape, it's tape, it's white yeah. tape. Yeah. And uh anyways, I'm like, hey, can I get some white out? They're like, oh yeah, it's in the back. And I'm looking at everything's labeled, right? And in this one thing, it's labeled correction fluid. What the fuck is that? It's not even fluid. It's not even fluid. It's tape. It's like the roller ones. And I think to myself, how much time and money was invested in a fucking little board where people were coming up with, hey, listen, white white out is is way too offensive. Yeah. It suggests, you know, something genocidal or something. We need to get rid of it. What the fuck? Right? Like who can who came up with that? Because it's not, like I said, it's not even fluid. Where are it's, we going with this? It's fucking stupid, man. The the whole, um, oh, fuck. I got a lot to say about that one. <laughs> uh, in my eyes, you know, I'm a very down-to-earth guy, but at the same yeah. time, I think there's, uh, what they say, there's 32 genders now? Something like that? 32 uh, genders? Yeah, they, they, apparently there's 32 genders now. I think that there's. A, I know, I know. There's there's a myriad of you know sexualities, yeah. right? Like LGBTQ, and, and here just so I'm not further baiting you, LGBTQ. I I do get that. Like I yeah. understand yeah. that. For for one, I'm pro gay rights. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? 100%. Like I have a gay. Like, I, there you go. Like I've said before, if Jesus came here today, he would punch the person in the face who had a sign that said, God hates gays. Yeah. He wouldn't punch them in the face. People are probably going to say, I'm going to go to hell for that comment. Fuck <laughs> but anyways, my point is, is that I'm all for that. But when people, again, are way too sensitive, yeah. that's when I'm like, okay, well, what do you want? Right? So, sorry, I interrupted you, but I wanted to let you know where I'm at. Yeah. No, yeah. where I'm at 
is, you know, if, if you want to be different and if you feel, well, not be different, actually, you're the same kind of person. Don't quote me on that. Um, if you want to be gay, fucking all the power to you, man. You know, I don't, I don't give a shit whether you like dick or you like pussy. It, it is what it is. <laughs> if that's what you're into, man, that's what you're that into. Yeah, it doesn't matter what side of the street, what side of the street you swing on, dude. You fucking do you. Yeah. Um, fucking. Uh, but like the whole, you know, I'm offended by everything that is inappropriately labeled, mm. which is not actually inappropriately labeled, just because it has a fucking color in it, or because you know, you have a uh, in electrical, you'll have a male side and a female side to wiring sometimes, you know, shit like that. That's uh. Just because that offends you doesn't mean that we should change the whole fucking world. Everybody that in the fucking dawn of time has been offended. But guess what? Time went on and mm. shit hasn't changed. So why do we have to change everything? Because you guys think that it's for you. You know, not this world isn't fucking built around you. It is built around what's going to work best in the fucking world. So if you want to be gay, if you want to change genders, if you want to do this or that, all the power to you, mm. stop making it everybody else's fucking problem. Because mm. honestly, not everybody out there is judging you. And look at me. I got a goddamn greasy mullet, a shitty mustache, and a fucking <laughs> wrecked beard. But guess what? I don't fucking care that people you know, sit there and judge me. So do what you do and stop looking for the handouts and quit looking for fucking um, no, getting noticed. I'm not saying everybody does that. I'm just saying the people that are very, very like, you know, look at me, look at me. I'm trying to make a difference. They're doing it for the social following. Why, why, like, why do people do that? Why are they doing it for the wrong reasons? Like, what's your speculation? Uh, attention. Honestly, I think it's attention. I, but why I mean, do they, why do they want the attention? Do you know what because I mean? Because they're missing something in their life and that's the only thing that they feel is going to fill the void, maybe. I, um, I agree. Yeah. If I was, but, um, Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 after you. Honestly, I'm not a therapist, so I couldn't. Uh, of I couldn't course, yeah, yeah. yeah. It. But uh, honestly, I think it is the, it's it's a lot about the attention. They're looking for uh, the attention, maybe um, verification, maybe verification on how they should feel. And uh, the more people that back them up, the more that they feel like they're uh, they're doing the right thing. They're supporting the cause. Right, right. Everybody, I, I agree, you know, to your point is we all want a purpose, but when we put our purpose in other people, shit, man, you like, that's, that's not stable. Yeah. No. Whereas for yourself, you found your purpose in your work ethic in being a dad and yeah. being a friend and being a good son, you know, in, in, in seeing a problem and solving it. You've put your purpose in that, and I'd say that's a hell of a lot more consistent. Oh, 100%. I'd, I'd like to think so, too. You know, uh, Once you start living your life for yourself and uh, you stop giving a shit what everybody else has to fucking say about you and you stay away from the news, stay away from the social media, go out to the bush and spend a couple of days out there without your fucking cell phone, you'll realize mm -hmm. you know, not everything in this world is for you, and there's a whole fucking world out there that – a lot of people never, never experience because they just don't want to go to the bush or they want to stay in their, their house hidden or, um, you know, if you've never been fucking mud bogging an old truck, just go out and buy a $500 truck and hit a fucking mud hole wide open, man. It'll change your life. Right. And even when it breaks, fucking sell it. Cause some other guy will buy it. <laughs> that's, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Last. Okay. Last question for you. I mean, fuck, we could keep going, but oh yeah, I know you're a dad. So, um, what's your thought? What's your take on Larry the Enticer? Actually, you know what? I have two questions. Sorry. What's your take on Larry the Enticer? Pit vipers. I have I've had four sets of pit vipers. I currently have two. I have my dog chewed up one, and the other ones uh, went missing. I think. So I have two sets of pit vipers. Honestly, they work. I like different. And they are fucking different, man. <laughs> Even with like the heat wave visuals and all that shit. And I'm actually, <laughs> you know, I, I follow a lot of those fucking big ass obnoxious sunglasses that uh, that just work. And honestly, I, I like Pit Piper. Even after late, even after their latest stupid Instagram fucking bullshit, I didn't break mine. I'll tell you that. <laughs> what 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 happened? 
uh, on Easter there, um, they ended up making a, I think one of their employees was stupid drunk or something like that and had access <laughs> to the Instagram and started going on with the <laughs> fucking the Easter bunny or something and hopes you, Easter bunny fucks you or something. I don't know. <laughs> Shortly after that, I actually bought another set of pit bikes. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, fuck. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's it's funny because like, did they issue an apology statement or were they like, fuck it? They actually fired the fucking guy, and I think they did because like, you know, the whole cancel culture bullshit. People yeah. are like, fucking hashtag smash your pits or something like that. They're like crushing their fucking pit vipers over this shit. You know, whatever, man. You already that's you already paid for the fucking things. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's like burning a jersey, you know. Exactly. Like, Fuck yeah. Allen Iverson, he switched teams. Yeah. That's how much I know about sports. I don't yeah. even think he switched teams. Anyways, if people burn the new, it's like you know he yeah. got the money for that already, right? Exactly. Like, you already paid for it, man. They can give a fuck what you do with it now. <laughs> uh, wait, and it, it is funny because with the cancel culture thing, is you know, like I said, some of it. Why are we killing ourselves on the uh, uh, you know like being so black and white on things? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah. why can't we just like take this case by case? For example, whiteout. Yeah. Um, like that's or absurd. Aunt Jemima fucking syrup, man. Like that uh, one. That one I can't. That one I can't understand. That yeah. one I can't understand. No. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I that one I do understand. Okay. Because because of the history, right? Like okay, I never really looked into. But but that's just it. Yeah. And hear me out. Hear me out. There are some people that are like, I don't get that. But that's actually because they don't have the education. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like they're not, they don't know why. Versus yeah. whiteout. Please explain that to me. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, like there, there are certain ones that it's like, please explain that to me. And yeah. if you can give me a good answer versus people who cancel them. Like yeah. my, my point is, is educate the person. Exactly. But when you cancel them you actually make people more pissed off yeah 100 percent. so instead of starting an argument or an argument doesn't necessarily mean a bad fucking thing it just means you're gonna you're gonna 100 pull out points on each side until you come to a conclusion right so the whole argument about a fucking syrup or a whiteout or whatever of getting canceled the other person might not be as educated as you so you don't have to sit there and fucking grill them on it explain to them on your side and hopefully both sides are a little more understanding right you you see a little bit more on each side, Shane. You know what you uh, earlier you said something like, "Oh, I'm not a therapist," but all so much of what you've said has been incredibly illuminating, right? Because I actually work as a, as a counselor. Oh, really? Okay. So technically, I am a therapist, which is why I love the show because what you just described is getting mad. It we need to separate ourselves from our emotions. Hundred percent. Like as a society, like I understand that that hurts your feelings. Yeah. I could, I, I I can understand that. However, I don't agree with how you're responding. Exactly. Just because, you know, just because some kid took your toy doesn't mean you can sit there and have a fucking meltdown for the next two days about it. Get over it. Try and get it back. Come to a conclusion. Solve the problem. Solve the fucking problem. Going back to the virtues, the philosophy of redneck, man. I love it. So last question, last question for you. I'm sorry I've taken up more time. I always fucking do this. Yeah. But what what's what's your favorite type of music? Like, what do you listen to? Honestly, man, my fucking Spotify playlist will make you. It'll give some people a fucking meltdown. Like I will go from fucking hardcore rap to fucking you know heavy metal to country to fucking like Celine Dion. You, know, you are the man. You are I the man. I fucking feel, man. You know, <laughs> I listen to fucking dubstep. I listen to mm. fucking screamo. I listen to Metallica. Fucking everything, man. Mm. I am all over the goddamn map. You know what? The the more you describe it, the more I think I realize that this is what I am. Yeah. I'm part. I'm part of the redneck, you know, world. I guess you got to work on that Mississippi mud flap. Get your neck warmer going. <laughs> 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 Mississippi mud flap. Yeah. I love it, man. Kentucky well. I know that one. I in fact I saw a video. There's this this guy, he's got the stash and everything, Kentucky waterfall. Yeah. And he's sipping like uh uh you know, like a nice Shiraz. You could tell this guy's at a nice restaurant, and yeah. he's just like, and it's it's flowing in the back. 
Fuck and yeah. I'm like, that guy gets it because I've been to some pretentious places in my life. And it's like, like I, we, my wife and I, we went to the sparkling Hills, right? Yeah. Think about the name. It's just Is like, that by okay. Vernon? yeah, man. Yeah. 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 And he actually used to work there. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So maybe she can comment on this, but the people yeah. there, they were very, like their vibrancy, their, their vibrations were closed off. Yeah. Whereas I don't know if you've ever been to Harrison hot springs, uh, but salt. Oh yeah. Salt of the earth. People like they're drinking, bud. they're yeah. having a good time. It's, it's nice, but they're having way more fun than the people yeah. at sparkling Hills. It was like, do you guys enjoy your life? Like yeah, I get it. Yeah. You came up here in a Maserati, but you look yeah. fucking miserable. Yeah. You look fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Take a fucking shot. Take your shirt off, man. <laughs> uh, yes, man. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know who I I, I kind of think falls into this category that you're describing. I mean, everybody has a celebrity. Yeah. Um, but either Matthew McConaughey oh, yeah. or Kenny Chesney, I would say, embody. Matthew McConaughey in the... fucking Days and Confused is my goddamn idol, man. <laughs> <laughs> fucking man. Awesome. Yeah. He was the shit. What What about Kenny Chesney? Kenny Chesney's good. I like Kenny Chesney as well. Yeah, he's a fucking wicked singer. He's got a lot of great songs. You know, he's yeah. he's the fucking man. And you know what? He walks around with that stigma or with that with that attitude. Like I'm the fucking man. Exactly. And honestly, everybody should. Everybody should walk around with that attitude, thinking you're the fucking man. But don't push it on other people. Don't try and act like a fucking asshole because you think you're the man. You know. I love it. So yeah. last last message for uh, for listeners here. Um, and by the way, if anybody has questions, last question is, what is what is your motto, your message to people listening? My motto, my message is, uh, you know, be yourself, you know, and stop fucking, stop getting offended and stop looking for everybody else's, uh, stop looking for everybody else's opinion on what you fucking do. Just do yourself. And when you're, you know, live life to your standard. Just because somebody it's not up to somebody else's standard, just because you're with or beside some rich guy that drives a Maserati, doesn't mean he lives a happy life, right? It's normally the people that have less that live the happier lives. And uh, once you become more comfortable with that, and once you become more comfortable with yourself, you'll be really happy in life, and you know you'll think you'll have everything in the world. You know, you 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 brought to mind the idea down here in the busy city, you know of keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah. And it's like, why keep up with them? Why don't you just invite them in your fucking house and have a party? Exactly. Right. You know, so, tell them how they fucking do it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I love it, brother. Shane, thank you so much for your time and your oh, insight. You. And uh, I, I don't even know how I found you, but you I made a comment. Fucking, I think it was whiskey wizards. Honestly, I think. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's probably yeah. it. Yeah, which is a a really cool resource for for people to because yeah. I I think what's missing like you've discussed here is community. It is hundred percent, hundred percent. So and especially with you know the the males and uh, the whole stigma about males can't talk. Um, the BC Whiskey Wizards page for any of you viewers there, uh, it's a very good place for uh, males to go and express themselves and talk. And if you need a somebody to talk to there somebody's there to listen and most of the guys there or some of the guys there will have a relatable experience that they'll be able to you know shoot the shit with i love it brother well friend for life man and uh, i i I doubt you'll be coming here for a beer but i could be coming there fucking perfect man whenever you come up let me know i'll grab a fucking two four (laughs) all right brother I, i call those a suitcase of beer Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or, or briefcase. Briefcase. Or flat. Same shit. <laughs> awesome, brother. Thank you so much. And uh, take care. Fuck yeah, man. Thanks again, Ian. Thank you. Once again, that was Shane Raw sharing with us the power of the mullet and a little bit of redneck culture that isn't what you think it is again there's lots of stereotypes out there in the world and 
my conceptualization of a redneck is of somebody who can't think straight is, you know, is essentially just an idiot. And again, you know, these stereotypes, are, they need to be shattered, right? Shane represents that you can be foobar, that you can be a little bit trailer park boys, but you don't have to be a fool. And what he says about the, the oil and gas industry is, it's a revelation. I mean, as, as long as we're here on this planet, as long as we're using energy or harvesting clean energy, we're going to need oil and gas. We just might need less of it, but we're always going to need it. So it was awesome having Shane on the show tonight. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you again for listening. I'm Robert Grant, and I'm probably wrong about everything.